0: The first time a man looks at an advertisement, he does not see it. The second time, he does not notice it. The third time, he is conscious of its existence. The fourth time, he faintly remembers having seen it before. The fifth time, he reads it. The sixth time, we are all so predictable. Boom! What's going on, everyone? It's Vaughn here, and I have an awesome article for you to buy into, (laughs) you're going to really like this episode. Stay tuned because if you are interested in making more sales and scaling like I am and finding a way to crack the code for your own business and to bring up the results of your business from getting more products out the door, more services rendered and getting more clients, you're going to really want to understand the 20 Types of impressions that are made on people and why it matters so much for advertising forces to work. So, I actually think this is where I am in my business growth right now. And I've seen this play out many times. I'm going to read through this list in a minute by James Playstead Wood, who was an early 19th century author and professor. And he put a book together, and there's a 1985 extract that he pulled out from Thomas Smith. Hints to intending advertisers. Sorry, did I just said 1985. I meant 1885. So this thing is this thing is oh man, it's like 135 plus years old, and we are so predictable. When you go through this, you're gonna go, like, oh my god, this is me. Now I just want to warn you, this is so powerful and potent. It works for all ideas on all of us, and there's a reason. So before I read these out, I want you to understand something about you and me, something that I'm still developing an understanding of. Because I think anyone who claims to have an answer on how we are as people is full of it. We are so complicated, but we're also predictable in terms of patterns. And if you don't believe me, by the time you go through this list, you'll see exactly how people are led to buying decisions. And in fact, it's so powerful and potent that even the words I'm saying and the repetition of that is going to drive that point home. But we're predictable. We are creatures of habit. And it's fair to say that the wants and desires and needs you have, you may not have necessarily grown up with if it wasn't jammed down your throat every time it could be throughout the day. Like every moment in your day, there are ideas coming at you all the time. So what happens is we have a conscious faculty, a reasoning faculty where we can sort of accept ideas, neglect them, or reject them at a basic level. So I tell you something, you say, I don't believe that. Why don't you believe that? Well, maybe because you're thinking, you say, I don't agree with what he's saying. But most people don't do that. They uncritically think. So what they will do is they will hear something I say, and they'll just believe it as gospel, and they'll uncritically believe that. And if they hear that enough times, that repetition embeds it into their unconscious or the subconscious personality, which can only accept ideas. So if you hear a message often enough or an idea, And that message or idea is maybe an offer to buy a program or a product or to take an action to do something. You will do it eventually if you're told it enough. But if you go through these stages like I'm about to go through, it's not just being told, it's multiple explorations of the idea as you, the potential customer. And this is exactly what your customers go through on the journey. And it's one of the reasons why you can't stop advertising. Now, you might have negative connotations to the word advertising, so we can dress it up and call it marketing right whatever you want to call it it's touch points with your potential clients so emails video messages graphics any type of interaction on a specific message to do something takes about 20 times for it to land for a buying decision to be actually reached so if you put an ad up on facebook and doesn't work give yourself a little pat and say cool and then when it doesn't work and it doesn't work the way you want realize it's because you've got to take people all those impressions, which CPM means cost per, I think the M is thousand, right? So cost per thousand. So those thousand people need to see a message or an offer 20 times through this stage to make a buying decision. So if it doesn't work the first time, there's a reason. We're very skeptical. And so we don't see it when we first go through this. So I believe today's lesson is going to help so much for me personally, because I read this one man this is I've got to share this because it helps to inspire me to keep going, to keep pushing a positive message, to keep pushing a direct message, to keep d- sounding out to the world what I think people should do with me in terms of how I can help them specifically with their problems and where I specialize in. And so for you, you specialize in something. So you get that down to a message and then you hound that message and you're going to get so sick of talking about it. But I've found out that I often stopped too early. And it's one of the reasons why I wouldn't make sales sometimes. But then I also noticed when I got really aggressive on the sales side of things. So I would be really hammering emails on a closing date I always got a massive bump. I mean, such a big bump. Sometimes I'd have, you know, 23 grand in sales in just like a week. And so, you know, that's on top of everything else working properly normally. So listen, it doesn't mean you're wrong if you don't make a sale the first time you mention I've got something on offer. This is why. Let's get into it. So from Thomas Smith, hints to intending advertisers in 1885. And it's a little piece out of Smith's United Advertising Agency of London. So pretty awesome because it's, it's written in a, a whimsical way, if you will. So it's way ahead of its time. Here we go. First one. The first time a man looks at an advertisement, he does not see it. The second time, he does not notice it. The third time, he is conscious of its existence. The fourth time, he faintly remembers having seen it before. The fifth time, he reads it. The sixth time, he turns his nose up at it. I feel like I should read this in an English accent. (laughs) The seventh time he reads it through and says, oh, bother. The eighth time he says, here's that confounded thing again. The ninth time he wonders if it amounts to anything. The 10th time he thinks he will ask his neighbor if he has tried it. The 11th time he wonders how the advertiser makes it pay. The twelfth time, he thinks perhaps it may be worth something. The thirteenth time, he thinks it must be a good thing. The fourteenth time, he remembers that he has wanted such a thing for a time. See where we're going? The fifteenth time, he thinks he will buy it someday. The sixteenth time, he makes a memorandum of it. The seventeenth time, he's tantalized because he cannot afford to buy it. The 18th time, he swears at his poverty. The 19th time, he counts his money carefully. The 20th time he sees it, he buys the article or instructs his wife to do so. That's fantastic, right? I, lo- I love the memorandum. <laughs> like, you don't remember, advertising in papers would have been very expensive. Still is today. Would have been back then. Now, there's a little bit under this uh, as because that's an extract within a book by uh, James Placeded Wood. He says, the advertising forces were not only gathering, they were beginning to merge their efforts. The advertising agent was beginning to develop into the advertising agency and to pull together the work of the space broker, the copywriter. So isn't it? It's all about frequency and continuity. Now, these are funny things, right? Like some of the, the commentary around it. I love it, but it's true. So often we want that home, that car, that scaling business, that million dollar funnel, that one promise that does everything because we've heard it so many times that we believe that that is the missing key. And so for good or bad, you have to understand this is how we all work. Why? Because we're programmable. We really are. Like I like to think I think for myself, but I don't think as much as I can. We're also a bunch of walking cliches most of the time. So where did we get those ideas? If you just spent I don't know, a couple of hours a day, maybe even 10 minutes, just do 10 minutes of just listening to what you say and listen to the words that come out of your mouth. You'll be stunned if you trace them back and realize that sentence came from this podcast. That other idea came from a book I read two years ago. That came from what my wife always tells me, right? I love the 20th one. He instructs his wife to do so. (laughs) That's... I can just imagine that with my wife, man. Now I got to get her. I got to convince her, right? I got to sell her on the idea. I need 20. That's what it is. I need 20 repetitions before she lets me invest in things, right? Because I just got to, I got to make it her idea that way. But this is what happens, right? We're creatures of habit and pattern recognition. So when you're going forward into what you're doing, and when I'm going forward, what I'm doing is I'm going to make sure that I understand the buying process for people. And you know what? It may even be more steps. There might even be more steps because of social media. I mean, this is 1885. What were people doing? They were seeing, you know, billboards, posters, I suppose, flyers, and newspapers, right? So typical print media, which still exists. But if you imagine on a grand scale, why corporations and 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 big budget media like BMW spend what? So over 20 million a year on advertising just one country that don't quote me on that but it's a lot of money just for one uh one company to spend marketing their cars and everybody then you know either doesn't like bmw's or they're like craving one why because they're seeing the constant hounding of that message over time and so that's what we have to understand is that people are at different stages in their buying process because they are ignoring you most of the time when they first see it and then after a while they start to see it again and again and go wow there's something to this because if they can pay for advertising maybe they're successful if they're successful that means they're more trustworthy and maybe I'll buy it and so once they start getting the idea in the head that it's that it's sort of their idea and that they couldn't live without it you've really gotten them moving along the buying journey and at some point they'll come to you to make decisions so this is this is why you need to understand your sort of Launch cycle, if you're going to sell a course, why people do need urgency, scarcity, and decisions to be made at a certain point. If you just leave it up to them, it's it's no good. You do need sort of deadlines or a reason to, to to buy because when they're at that 20th time or that 27th time even, they get to that point where, okay, how do I take action? And it has to be very easy and effortless for them. So I encourage you today, like I'm encouraging myself, keep at it, but don't confuse people there's so much noise in the marketplace and saturation with things that it's really important to just hammer the same message that you've tested. So if you've got a product that's selling, I've got several products that are selling, I've got to get the messaging down and then reinforce it. And that's where it can be a bit scary. So I want to encourage you not to get scared of being quote unquote too aggressive because honestly, like, like I said in the beginning about live streaming, a lot of people aren't paying attention anyway, for this reason. So, if you keep saying different things all the time and not hounding back to a similar message or coming back to a similar call to action, like visit my website or buy this product. And you don't slam that in the face of people, right? It's different online. You, you come from a value point of view, which I think we'll talk about later, but ultimately at some point when they're ready, they need to uh, get into that space of counting their money carefully, right? Swearing at their poverty, right? We get there, we're doing well. So you gotta, you gotta do it with discernment for yourself. I don't recommend jamming a buy my crap now all the time down people's faces because you'll put a lot of people off. But if you do come up for a place of giving and you have a call to action, you have to realize that a call to action even to sign up for an email list may take like 10 to 20 times before they do. But then that's been worth it, right? That's a lot lower hanging fruit than buy my product. So be careful with how you sort of target this. But I would recommend coming down to a couple of messages, testing them out which ones work the best based on results, like how many people become a lead, maybe how many people buy. And then from there, you've done the hard work, the heavy lifting. As you scale and as I scale, I'm going to need to realize that you increase the budget to be able to serve more people to get into this buying journey. So, you know, if you're looking, you're looking at millions of people, potentially millions of people being exposed to your ad 20 times, and you might say that that's expensive. Well, it actually is if you're doing traditional. Online, you can do it very, very cheaply and strategically too. And you only start with small budgets online anyway, and you can reach a tremendous amount of people, okay? So this is something you have to take very seriously because this buying cycle for people, you have to they have to see it enough times to take an action. And if you have a budget at the beginning, like most people, then you need to dial in that message to make a sale so you can then reinvest the gross profit not all of the revenue, the gross profit you make back into advertising. And that's how we scale. So this is where I'm at. It's what I'm playing with, sort of figure out my messaging. What medium am I going to deliver it through? I know it's going to be ads on Facebook and YouTube. And then what is the message? You know, is it going to be a training that they are getting called to action on? And then I'll set my budgets and then work that up. So I hope you enjoyed this today. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? So enjoy Maybe even get that book. Just Google James Play, uh, Playstead Wood or you can look for Thomas Smith, hints to intended advertising circa 1885. Boom. See you tomorrow.